You are listening to Bible study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. What do you really know about the Bible? Did you know that it is about your true ancestral history? Did you know that the scriptures were in Africa long before they were in Europe? Or what about the African Christian kingdoms that existed long before the European colonization of Africa? You have been lied to. We are the original victims of identity theft. And on this show, we're going to give you the truth. And God is going to return to you what was stolen. You will finally have the peace of knowing where and to who you belong as we geek out on the scriptures and turn you into a certifiable Bible nut. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. So let's begin. Wow. Hey, welcome to um, Bible study with Apostle Dwayne. I see you already have a couple people. Uh, logged in. Where is that from yesterday? Not sure. Okay. Um, and so today we're going to start in Genesis. And we're going to talk about a few things. Um, so, first of all, this book here, the scripture. It's an amazing book. It's alive, though. You have to understand, this word is alive. This, the scripture says that in the beginning was the logos. Okay? That's the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay? Uh, the word is, is, is amazing. And I heard someone say once that when you read the Bible, the Bible is reading you. Okay, uh, and and that's because he is his word. He watches over his word. He maintains his word. Okay. Um, now I'm going to tell you a few things that are going to challenge some people. Is uh, well, first of all, so the Bible that we have right now is a compilation of dictations from the Most High God. He gave it to us because it's, it's good for us. And, and it's actually, I mean, I don't want to get too far off onto different subjects um, because I do want to just kind of jump into the word, but the Bible is a, is a, is a, is a compilation of things that were dictated by the most high to the people. And, and it was dictated to the people who wrote it down and they just wrote it down. They didn't, they didn't dream it up. It wasn't their idea. It, nothing that's in this, in this book would occur to you to put it in there. It's not something that was, is, you know, uh, like for instance, uh, 
in the Bible, you have in the in the early in the in the Pentateuch and in the early books where they're talking about the different kings in Israel, and it talked about the things that they did wrong. It said where God was displeased with them, where they sinned before God, where they were judged, even Moses. But you don't find that in other country other countries literature at those times any any early literature you find talking about a king where it's whether it's on a written in a hieroglyph or something like that it's not going to say that they failed at anything it's not going to say that, that they got judged or anything it's going to it's going to present them in a positive light just like now you have it you have critics of popular people that might say something bad about them but in countries, especially where you don't have freedom of speech, there ain't nobody talking about the dictator. You you get you get squashed. And that's just human nature because people who are in charge don't like opposition. They don't want to hear a contrary opinion and they definitely don't want to hear you tell them they're wrong. OK, but what's different about the Bible is the authority in the scripture comes from God and people aren't God. We're just people. OK but we were made in his image now. Um, and so there's, there's truth in this book that does not occur anywhere else in the world for its time. Now, also something that you need to know is so, so the scriptures were compiled. There's a lot more that could be in this book, but what we have is, is, is good except for, uh, I will say that this is a 1611. Now, the reason I have a 1611 is because the 1611 King James is not the first compilation of scripture, but it's authoritative and enough and reliable enough that 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 everyone should be able to agree on it because the people who compiled them at the time you know basically they, they compiled uh, you know um fragments that were here and there and they, and they put them together in the book and so the lord authorized it as it is um but the 1611 had 14 more books in it than your current bible there's some books that were removed called the apocrypha and in those books, there's things that there's doctrines, there's there's doctrines are 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 like policies to live by or, or or understood premises that people operate by. There's doctrines that people have 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 said are from the Bible that people operate by now that you couldn't if those 14 books were still in there. Okay, so it's important that you uh, matter of fact, well, so it's important that you know the history of the scripture, but you should also know that there's a ton to know about the hi history of the of the scripture, and and God is He watches over it. Now, there's a a a, a large portion of people who don't like, really like what the Bible says, and so they try and change stuff. They, they come up with their own interpretations. They, they manipulate the scripture. They do a lot of kind of stuff like that. And unfortunately, people who don't take the, the scripture uh, and study 
and, and seek the guidance of the most high while they're reading, they can be easily led astray, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's, and this thing with the, the schisms is all these different factions and, and, and separations and things, you know, that's just natural. That's human nature for people to divide over small things. I don't like this group because of that. And I don't do this because of that and, and whatever. And next thing you know, you got all these different denominations. And, and what you have to understand about the Bible is that this is not a book that is written for you to decide which way you're going to go or not. You, you, this is a book that's written by a king. God is the king. He's not, he's not someone you elect. He's the king. And he's laid down, this is what's good, this is what's not. Either you accept my decree of what's good or not, or you reject all of it. And I judge you on it at in the end. And you see, and so, and so this is not by a, um, um, this is not by happenstance that you have a lot of people who disagree with the scripture. And so they make their own or they'll change something or whatever. Now you have to understand that God is under no obligation to honor anything that's changed, but he's going to watch over every last word of what he actually did say. What he did write in the contract is going to be honored. Anything that was added or changed, he just strikes it out. Okay. And so um, I know this is kind of off the topic. I'm just kind of talking about the Bible, but let's go ahead and, and do some reading here. So now this is come, this is old English. And I'm going to start in Genesis 1, verse 1. And the reason I'm starting here is because if you don't believe this, you can throw your whole Bible away. Period. It doesn't matter. And, and really, I mean, you know, starting at the beginning is not a bad thing. Um, and so, but if you don't believe this, you can just throw it away. Don't even worry about it. Because you're not going to accept any of the rest of it. Right here in verse one, it says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It doesn't say it was his beginning. It says it was the beginning of the heavens and earth. Okay. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay, now one thing you have to understand is the when these verses were written, originally it was written in Hebrew. Now, Hebrew is not English. What we have is a translation into English, words that were actually written in Hebrew. Now Something to know about Hebrew. Hebrew is a heavenly language. Hebrew is a, a language like, for instance, um, you know how in English you have a letter A. You have a capital A and you have the lowercase a. And the only difference between them really is the sound. The lowercase a makes a sound a. The, cop the capital A makes a sound a. Well, in Hebrew... Each letter is not just a vowel sound or a consonant. 
and really in Hebrew, there's all they're all consonants. There aren't there aren't any vowels, but the consonants come with the vowel sound too, right? So, but in Hebrew, each letter is actually a word. So in Hebrew, when you write a name out, the name is a sentence. So every word in Hebrew is actually a sentence. It's not just a word, but it's a sentence. Well, there's another thing you need to know is that each letter in Hebrew is also a number. So it has a, a word and a numerical value to it for every single word that's in Hebrew. It is not like any other language on the earth. There's nothing else like it. It's amazing in its scope. Okay. And so when you read the English version of the scripture, you have to understand you're reading something that is dumbed down. When you read this word in English, um, you're getting something that's devoid and stripped of a lot of the, the richness and the, the depth of, of wisdom and understanding that's actually in the text. It's an amazing language. Okay. And it comes from an amazing people now. And it, well, it was given to an amazing people from an amazing God. And, 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 and that is your history. That's your heritage. That's us. Okay. It's very important that you understand this. And so when you read the Hebrew, like for instance, um, each word, sometimes the context of what is translated into English is not actually it's you can't really get the nuance okay so nuance a lot of times people um when they're when they're a lot of times when people when they're doing something let's say or let's say if you if you if you said joe was wearing a a, a shirt and and someone's one person says joe was wearing a red shirt Another person said Joe was wearing a blue shirt or a green shirt or a yellow shirt or whatever. Everyone agrees that Joe's wearing a shirt. But when you say that he was wearing a different color shirt, now there's a nuance there that makes the statement either true or a lie. The, the part of him wearing a shirt is one thing. That part is true. But if he's wearing a green shirt and someone says it's a yellow shirt or a blue shirt, then that is just made that those two statements are a lie. And that may not that may not mean anything. It may Joe, whatever color shirt Joe, Joe's wearing, uh, may have no no um there may be no consequence to it. But what if someone said, Yeah, there was a guy who uh robbed a bank. And he looked just like Joe and it happened on Saturday at 9 a.m. And he was wearing a green shirt. But what if on Saturday at 9 a.m. Joe was somewhere else and he was wearing a yellow shirt? OK, and there's proof. There's pictures of Joe wearing a different color shirt being somewhere else. Whereas you may have some eyewitness testimony says that he was one place wearing one thing. But if you've got pictures of him wearing being someplace else wearing something else. Now that nuance is very important. Likewise, when you read the scripture, you have to understand 
that the translators who translated this book from Hebrew into Old English and and you got people who keep going back and, and doing new translations and whatnot. You got people creating their own Bibles because they don't like what's in it or they don't agree with something. You know, then you've got people creating translations off of these translations. If it doesn't go back to the original text and you're not a, a scholar in Hebrew or in Greek, you really need to leave it alone instead of trying to do your own translation. You know, now if God tells you something, you can you can say that, but you can't try and say that you can equate scripture. And by the way, he does still speak. OK, and so and so the thing that I want you to understand is. Not only did, was this book originally written. Originally uh, uh, dictated to be written in a, a completely different language, but. But when you read it, you have to understand there's some there's more information that sometimes you have to go to a different source to get the breakdown on. And that's why you have something that's called a concordance. OK, now the most widely used concordance is, is the ones called the Strong's Concordance, and it breaks down every single word in the scripture according to what uh, how many times the word is used, uh, what the meaning is in the original languages. And, you know, you know, shows you the sentence structures. A lot of times the sentence structure is completely different than the sentence structure that you'll read in English. And the people who do the people who go to that level of getting that understanding are people who actually take the words seriously. So so just understand when you're reading this word in English, you're 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 not getting the full context which is why you want to be a student. You want to be a scholar of this word because it'll actually turn you into someone the, the when, as you, the more you conform to this book and to the writing in it, the more that you hear, the more uh, God will speak to you. And he still speaks just like he spoke to the people in the, in the scripture. He still speaks to us today. Okay. So it's very important. Now let me go back to this first verse. It says in the beginning, God, OK. Or in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now there's this uh, a current thing. A lot of times people say, you know, the universe. The universe, you know, you know, they, they don't want to say there's a God, you know, they just say the universe, you know, the universe told you this or the universe told you that. Well, una means one uni. And verse is a sentence. The first sentence is in the beginning, God. Now, I wish I could tell you that was mine, but it isn't. I heard someone else say it and uh, and it just struck me. And, and every time I every time I get into a conversation or debate with somebody, uh, I'm quick to pull that one out when they start talking about the universe, because the first verse is in the beginning, God. OK, and so in the first chapter of Genesis. It goes through a series of stages on the world being created and. Um, and, you know. Uh, and let's see here. Uh, I mean, it's just really good passage of scripture right here. It says, and the earth was uh, verse two and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And verse three, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, um, I want you to remember this. 
And God said, let there be light. There be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So he said, let there be light on the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let the, it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were uh, uh, under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. So he created the heavens. And then the water. So you had the waters in the heavens, the clouds in the sky and above like that. And then you had the waters that were on the on, in, inside. OK. And there was a separation air in between. That was the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. OK, so this is the water under the earth or on the earth in the air in between. And then you had a, a, a vapor barrier around the earth. OK, and then going out into the heavens. All right. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, herb, yielding seed and fruit and tree and yielding fruit after his kind. Uh, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and an herb yielding seed after its kind, and, and tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. So now here, he made everything with the seed in, inside of it to reproduce, not it evolved and then had seeds in it. He designed it, and he, and he gave it the ability to reproduce from, from, from the design. And it can only reproduce after its own kind, okay? All right. And it was so and the earth brought fruit. Hold on. And in the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven and divide the day from the night and let the them them be for signs for the seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven and give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God said, let them be in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good in the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, okay, so you may not have noticed it, but... the the um the light was created on the first day the sun the moon and the stars on the fourth day and grass and vegetation um was created before the sun the moon and the stars that's scripture okay now i can tell you this that that did not show up to me. I had read this, I don't know how many times, and that never stuck out to me until the same brother who was telling me about the uh, Hebrew and the, um, uh, how special the language was. Uh, this brother I know who has a, uh, a degree in, in Hebrew. And um, he pointed out, I had never seen that. I had never seen it. Everything that you hear scientists talk about where it concerns um, the sun and, 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 and light and everything, it all starts from the sun being first. But what you have to understand is our, our God, he is the light. He is the light, the creator of the universe. He's the light, not, not these, uh, these bodies that you see in the heavens. And, and you got people who worship those things, 
because they don't understand that it was created. Okay. Um, and they don't understand there's there's so much that they don't understand. But yet they run around wanting to tell you what you need to do and, and why you need to do it. And and they can't actually defeat the knowledge in this book. Okay. This book is it's amazing. Now, so we started with Genesis 1. Next week, we're going to pick up in the same place. We're going to do the second half of Genesis 1. And so now I'm going to talk to you about uh, some other things. In the scripture, when man is created, right now, if you, if you ask most scientists, they'll tell you that the first person that they can, you know, they, they know everybody came from Africa. When you read this Bible, despite the movies that you see, despite the, the pictures, the, the paintings and the, and the, and the things that are drawn, despite the, the images that people want to put in front of you, these people were black. The first people, they were black, Adam and Eve, they were black. Okay. And that's, you know, we don't have the history that you, that we, that's pushed on us is not technically correct. And there's just too much information for it. Okay. But in the process, what happens is two people get brainwashed, two different sides. Every side gets brainwashed when you don't know the truth. It's, it's important that you know the truth. But now there's something else I want to say. I know I point out the fact that, you know, the history and, and who we are as black people and a lot of this other stuff. And the reason I do it is so that you have a balanced knowledge. But the one thing I also want to encourage you to not do is to embrace um, any form of hatred. Embracing hatred, bitterness, anger, any of these things will actually lead you away from where you want to go because it, it, it doesn't give you the ability to walk in the freedom. Okay, so let me explain this. This is very, very important. This is a very important thing. This is this is your get out of jail free card. I don't care who's listening to this. If you're in prison right now, this is your get out of jail free card. Jesus said, unless you forgive, you cannot be forgiven. It's a requirement. You have to forgive in order to receive his forgiveness. Period. You have to forgive. But he also said, he who the Lord has set free is free indeed. Deed, this is actions by it's your actions. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a certificate. It's, it's proof. Okay. The first thing you should do is forgive. Keep short accounts. You know, you may not agree to walk with someone. You may decide, you know, we, we have to go different ways or something like that. But if you've allowed whatever the situation is, if you've forgiven in your heart and you set them free, guess who else you've set free? Let me say it in a different way. For every person in any jail in the world, they're not alone. You have to have someone to keep them there. You can't have someone in jail without a jailer. And anyone that you keep in jail 
means you got to be right there with them. I'd I'd much rather be on the beach. Keep short accounts. If you keep short accounts and you forgive everybody, you forgive, just forgive, give it to God. You forgive, you give it to him. Then you can go off and do your thing. There's some, there's some people right now who are probably in jail who may hear this message. Forgive. If you're there for the wrong reason, if you got set up, you were put there, forgive, forgive, give it to God and let him handle it. And then you get on to working on the things that you can work on that are within your power. Forgiveness is within your power. Forgiveness is your get out of jail free card. The, the, the favor of God. There's been plenty of people who are on death row. They got exonerated right at the last minute. There are people who should still be in jail, but because of the grace of God, he put favor in the part of someone, a guard, a, 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 a warden, a, someone on parole board, you know, and then they end up out when you got people who are innocent, who are in jail for, for decades. Okay. You know, the forgiveness, when you forgive, I'm telling you something, forgiveness is a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. It's, it's a, forgiveness can be a weapon. It really can. All right, so I have a comment here. Anyone done a lie? Monetary tithing is now in the great tribulation. Repent for it's too late. Okay. Um, you're not supposed to tithe. Tithing is under the law. That's the old, that's old covenant. We're under grace. And it's and 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 tithing, the people were commanded to tithe because you know, basically God assessed a curse on everything you had on, on your increase. So if you, if you, if he, if he, if you planted one seed and you got 10 things back out of it, nine of those is, is, is increase. And, and, and you had to pay God a tithe off of that, that was used to support the Levites who were the ministers. But once, once, excuse me, once the price was paid, the Levites didn't have a job anymore. And there's no mediator between God and man. Now it's, it's straight to us. We don't have to have a, a someone in between us and God. And so the Levites is that that system was um, was basically it was made um, the that system the Levitical priesthood was 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 um, made obsolete by the church. The church is a quantum leap forward. This is a whole new thing taking us back to where we were in Adam. And now, now I'm going to talk about that on some other episodes when we, uh, when I talk about the, um, uh, on Bible study, because understanding who we are in Adam is, 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 is very important. It's very important. Uh, every believer, well, I don't, I don't care what nationality you're from. You know, if you're in, in, if you're in Christ, you're part of the new covenant, which is, which is a dynamic, it's, it's a completely different whole other level of, of life. And a lot of people are trying to go back to the old thing when the old thing is actually, it's superseded by the new thing. There was nothing wrong with the old thing, nothing bad about the old thing, but the, but the, the but the old thing is finished. The new thing is better. Okay. And, and, uh, and so we don't dismiss the old thing It's grounded in the old thing. You have to understand the old thing, but you have to understand this new paradigm that we're in the church is it's the ecclesia. It's not like we're kings and priests, everybody. Okay. And so, uh, um, but that's, that's, you know, more to be continued in the next discussion. Well, it's, uh, it's eight 30. Thank you for joining me. And, um, 
I pray that uh, the Lord ministered to you through this broadcast and, you know, um, uh, barring the technical difficulties, we're, we're getting it done. And, uh, and I just pray that God is, um, is with you and speaking to you and, and drawing you into his word and, and making himself known to you in this day. All right, signing out. This is Apostle Blaine, and I'll catch you next week on uh, Bible Study with Apostle Blaine. Thank you again for tuning in to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great weekend and we look forward to seeing you again next week.